Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to the Dead Baby Bear Podcast. Dead Baby Bear. Long story. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we had Adam to... just tricked the dog inside. Oh well, my because God. yeah, it's easy to. Tr- it's like kids though. Like he you fake so something. We put on a full performance though. He oh was yeah. Like, Come on, go over here. What's in here? What's what up? do I have? What do I have? Nothing. <laughs> and then he's in there like, what the fuck? I just got fucking tricked. I know. By someone I love. I, I know. was manipulated by someone I love. You'll forget like, you'll, about it I by tomorrow. You won't forget about it. It'll be like I'll never look at Adam the same way. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Oh, well, did you have a fun week? I had a fun week. I, uh, this I, is the Dead Baby Bear podcast. What I'd like to do is at, I start the thing by asking you a question and then cutting you off before mm-hmm. you can answer it <laughs> with the intro. <laughs> Dead Baby Bear brought to you by the Northern Queen and CHO Podcast Network. And Starbucks. Thanks, and Starbucks. And Starbucks for your brown sugar oats. Those are good. you got to sow our brown sugar But you got to shake them. they got a lot of brown they sugar got a lot oats of brown at the at bottom. The bottom. They do have a lot of... These are brown bottom bottom drinks. Brown Uh. bottom girls. (laughs) So what did you... (laughs) Brown bottom girls, you make the Starbucks drink go down. (laughs) Brown bottom drinks. What, so, so what did I ask you? What did, did I you do? have a good week? I had a pretty good week. Yeah. I was in Calgary at Yak Yaks this weekend, and it was really fun. It was only two shows, which is sad, but uh, the crowds were really good. And I had good shows. And then we did that show in Red, Red Deer, Deer and it ruined my whole weekend buzz. Yeah. It, I, uh, it's not that I did a bad job. I just thought that table just ruined it for me. Like, they wrecked yeah. it for me. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, we were, you know, because it's like getting used to the road comedy thing yeah. again. Yeah. Like, because when we did, we were co-featuring, and I went first, and you went last. Yeah, and that's not and happening at a, again. At a club, that's no. At a club, yeah, like, it doesn't matter. But on the road, it matters because then you can, you can. I get to do all the crowd work, and then you've got to like be like fucking Shakespeare. And in the park. you did really good crowd work. That guy. Well, there was like an old. Have you ever? Is that like a? That's not a stock. Did you just think of that? Like off the top of your head? I did, head but flow? I'm sure that it's. I'm sure it's hacky. It's not hacky. I'm sure I was just no. Enough. I was just wondering if you had ever because I've. No, I've never said that before. before. But yeah, no, when you were like to that old man, like this man has had sex with three flows in his lifetime. That's how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fucked three flows. And then that. Well, because friggin- I was trying to say because the promoter's dad. The pro- yeah. yeah, it was the promoter. Well, and the he's, reason oh, he's I, great. The reason I talked about it is because there was a man in the audience named Frank. This was ridiculous. And, and he was at the out. shit table. And he, yeah, he was at the horrific table. Yeah. Up front, of course. And by horrifically the mean, they just comedian. would have their own comments to every single joke, and they'd be talking through your set, but no one else can hear them, so then you look like an ass when you go after them. Yeah. Well, and the worst part about like being a comedian, I find, is that I'm as a comedian, you're on stage, and you're always the closest to the people you want to talk to the least. Yeah, Because always. they're the people that walked into a comedy club and said, put me up front. Yeah. Oh, and like human beings go to a comedy club and just say anywhere but up front, I want to watch a show. Mm-hmm. And like, But f- lunatics Sit will be like, front. I want to be at that. And now that's who I'm right next to. Exactly. I'm a comedian right next to the group of people that I want to talk to the fucking least yeah. in that establishment. So that's too bad. But yeah. these guys were lunatics from Red Deer. One of them was named Frank. Yeah. And he was the eighth Frank in his in a row. In his dumb, in trashy his dumb family. Shit, Red Deer royalty. <laughs> Red Deer royalty. Because that's what I was bugging about. I like, know it was hilarious. Red Deer royalty. You're Frank the Eighth. Frank the Eighth. You rule Red Deer as Frankie the Eighth. And his gr- friend was what was she, Sean? What did she do she for a was living? An anal, well, she worked in a salon. But she couldn't stop talking about bleaching she anuses. She did a lot of anal bleaching. And then there was a lot of anal bleaching jokes. There was a lot. of I anal think bleaching I talked jokes. about it. We all had a little anal bleaching. Yeah, I fun. talked about how she was. Um, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, when you come to, I just made it a Red Deer joke. Oh yeah, that's the case. Yeah, that's where what I was I like, to oh, this guy, you know, like when you go to, <laughs> yeah. like when you go to Newfoundland, you, you get, get screeched, screeched in. in. You come to Red Deer, you get bleached in. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> they just fucking, you know, they just fill a f- fish's mouth with Clorox and <laughs> you affix your a- anus to it for a minute. Um, why do yeah. you do? Why would pe- why would you bleach your anus? Like why? In Red Deer, it's like a status thing, you know, it's sort of like status <laughs> because the. The, you get it's weird though because we like we only like white in certain areas, right? Yeah. Like if your hair goes white, you dye it. Yeah. Something not white. Yeah. Teeth white. Ass white for some reason. Ass so it, white. So it turns teeth your skin white. whiter? Toenails yes. white. 
So is our skin gross? Now? I don't know. I don't look at my butthole. You pro- yours, I'm sure. At your I have age, a bidet. It's like five rings, and three of them are gray. I have a bidet. My butthole is oh, pristine. Pristine. No, 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 no. Anuses, like girl anuses, I think, are like tree stumps. <laughs> You know, where it's you just think. like rings around a tree so they can tell how many times you've had anal sex. It's God's little like trick. Okay. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but it, yeah, so we decided after that show, like if we do like a, you know, dead baby bear or whatever on the road. Yeah, which we want to do. Feature, then it, what should happen is whoever goes first does extra Less time. Less time. Extra time. Oh, extra time, yeah. Yeah, so like if you go first, it's way easier for you. Whoever goes first, it's easier. Yeah. Because you can just be like, look at that dumb chandelier. Ha, ha, ha. And the crowd's not as drunk. That's the yeah. thing about going up. That's about headlining. And then that's why whenever someone's like, oh, I want to headline now. And I'm like, okay, have fun. Enjoy yourself while everyone's yeah. drunk getting their bills. Well, and and crowd work is not a renewable resource. You can't just keep pumping crowd work no. out of the ground. No. It eventually, the well runs dry. It's empty, right? yeah. Like, and now people don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. So you're the headliner, and now people are like, I don't really, I don't really have a, the, the audience no longer has an appetite yeah. for the show being about that group of people. You know? They're yeah. like, okay, I have an expectation that at some point this is going to turn into an actual comedy show, and now you're responsible for that. Yeah. And now that crowd, that little piece of fucking territory is inflamed the yeah. show's been about them the whole time they yeah. want it to continue to be about them the rest of the audience has no tolerance for it yeah so now you can either play to them and just them and leave the audience behind or yeah. ignore them and that's what i and did play eventually. to the rest of the audience and now it just looks like you're fucking some dumb actress up there doing a shindig yeah well they were just getting so annoying for me that one guy just was he had a little chirp after everything I said. He had a little tag, a little thing to add, and I was just like, "Or cheese, yeah, something like that, right?" It just is so freaking annoying, and like, and like, I, I blame my ADHD because if I hear talking in my ear, I couldn't remember what joke my jokes were. I couldn't figure out what I, I couldn't concentrate on like my my set. So I was just like all over the place. Wow. And then I and then I told him, I'm like, is this your husband? <laughs> and he's like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, could you keep your bitch in line, please? Could you slap her him a little bit? Like <laughs> I was just so annoyed. And then and then of course this always happens when you emasculate a man and he doesn't like he doesn't go along with the joke. He sits he's and up. pouts the rest yeah, of the show. Up. And he's like, she's not funny. She's not funny. Like I hate that table like Was he saying it out loud or he just had that No, energy? he had that look on his face. And anytime like a joke didn't hit properly, he just kind of was like, hmm. "Ooh." Like I just that like happened. I just like I just It was so annoying though cuz that room is really great. That it's going to be a good room. They just have to train the audience that they can't talk through shows. Like it's I you know, like you It's hard to do, right? It's a you know, yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, and don't like don't Especially when the rest of the comedians have been like just non-stop fucking hammering on them yeah so it's like well when do i step in and get them out of here because that the, they oh like, and yeah well, that's they the were hard talking part. To us. no i know well that's why when it's happening you can't do anything about it but it's like yeah. getting your audience in and telling them please don't talk through the show don't interact with the comic unless they're interacting with you like it's it's like a performance like watch it enjoy it don't be an obnoxious idiot but yeah it was such a great show but i just was like I just was so grouchy after the show because it was just such a and shitty time. And you lose time. your weekend energy, right? You yeah, have like a I, Friday, I had two fucking Saturday, amazing shows and you're on like, the weekend. Oh, wow, I'm yeah. funny. And then you're like, oh, that room's hot. I forgot. Yeah. Like, hey, it happens to me all the time. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, you know what? I think I'm really getting pretty good here. But that's why comedy is good. I go another room and, it, and eat it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that room. Comedy's the great humbler. The hot room that I was in. Yeah, even Stand-up when I comedy's do, like, the great rumors, humbler. When I do rumors in Winnipeg, I'll be like, oh, great. I've got like 19 tags now. Yeah. Like, I, I did that at Winnipeg, and I wrote, like, 19 tags, and they all work. Yeah. And then I go somewhere else, and it's like, no, three no. of them do. Yeah. That was rumors. That's just a being great ni- room. Being nice to you. And being nice to you, but also being a great room. Yeah. Like, a, a very good room to play. But, uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. And then, what else happened? There was a death in the comedy community. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh like that. That's how you bring There was a death in the comedy community. That's what I like do when I'm uncomfortable. That's I laugh. True, you do. That's I laugh. You do. Like, you listen, Sean. Do you, I, cry, you cry at weddings and you laugh at funerals. Yeah. Well, I laugh, like, at inappropriate times. Like, I've during sex, I've laughed, and guys are like, why are you laughing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just laughing. Because you're fucking me funny. <laughs> yeah. So, I just laugh stuff For off. For some girls, they're funny bones inside their vagina. <laughs> 
episode. Uh, yes. And you hit my little fucking funny spot. <laughs> girls, some girls have a funny bone right on the end of their elbow. <laughs> so they, they, they tend yeah. not to sit in seats that have metal arms. You made me giggle squirt. But yeah. That's exactly what it was. But yeah, but yeah we, we did. did. Yeah, we there lost was somebody, somebody. I mean, fuck, there's a lot. People just are dying, you know? Yeah, Kevin McGrath passed away from cancer, and then Andrew Albert passed away this weekend, and, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing when a comic dies. And this is, like, so, I, everybody that was commenting saying he would have laughed at this, too, Like, but, like, uh, Darren Frost said on Facebook, like, oh, as soon as I heard that he missed a show, I... They knew what did he say? Oh, yeah, as soon as he heard he missed a show, he knew it wasn't suicide because he was like, No comic would do it before the show, you do it after the show, you kill yourself mm-hmm. after the show, which is yeah. a funny only like only a comedian where, uh, only in comedy would like if somebody just didn't show up for work, where immediately your assumption would be death. Yeah, that's so crazy. You know, like if you were an accountant, somebody didn't With, show up Tuesday at eight, or, you'd be like, I what especially happened. someone like, like Andrew who would Rick's never dead. miss a show. If I was if I wasn't at a show, I would expect people to think I'm dead because I never miss shows. Like I never, oops, yeah. I didn't show up. Like first, and Andrew was not like that. He was very like he he did every spot he could. He was like he yeah. wanted to. be I mean, for him, time. it would be like oh, he loves stand up, and for you, it'd be like she couldn't afford to miss this. I couldn't afford. She's to dead. Miss this. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Or she ran out of gas. I don't know. One yeah. of the two. Either she ran out of money before she got here. <laughs> she either ran out. I know that she was wants to be here. She's, she's either because she's broke, so she's either dead or she ran out of money uh, twenty five kilometers before she got to Bonneville. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, please, God! I hope she ran out of money and not life and time." <laughs> but they say like you spend the first half of your life learning to love, and then the second half learning to lose. Is, I've heard that. Who says that? Who's they? I just heard it. You just heard it from I just somewhere. heard that. <laughs> it's a thing. But I don't... Yeah, so that's how it is. Yeah. People, you're like, all of a sudden, that person's dead. It's just... It was very shocking. As he's the last person I would expect to... Especially of a heart attack. He seemed relatively healthy. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just crazy. It does make you be like, holy fuck. It is fragile. And it's like, the older you get, you understand why your parents would always go and read the obituaries first thing in the morning. You also start to understand, like, why whenever you visit an old person, they're like, well, Ron died, and, uh, you know, like... Because it's just you're like, constant okay, death. Fuck. Yeah. Like, but you don't realize, like, that, like, death around you is, yeah. is a faucet that slowly turns on, right? Yeah. So, like, we're, we're like, our faucet is slowly turning. We're yeah. slowly being fucking, you know, this little there's bit of warm bit, water. There's a little bit and of water. And we think it's out. a lot. Yeah. Because we used to have no water. There's yeah. no water, and now there's a little, so mm. it feels like a lot. Fuck, are my hands wet? That's a lot of water. <laughs> and then, no, you thought that was a lot of water? <laughs> Fuck you. You're about to get hosed down with death. <laughs> you're about to be fucking just you're about confronted to... <laughs> with wall-to-wall death. You're about to go to a funeral every weekend. Yeah, you think an acquaintance's death is horrific? Immediate family. There you go. How do you like that one? And now we're back to acquaintance. Three of them. And now immediate family. That's what life does to you. It just fucking like, oh, that death is hard to take. Not as hard as this one. Yeah, here's a harder one. Try to try to get over this Choke one. Choke down this death. This funeral. You'll, you'll remember less about this funeral. That's the thing. You can, that's how you can tell uh, how much you love somebody is like, how much do you remember about their funeral? Yeah. If you remember a lot, you didn't really give a fuck. If, if you remember how the sandwiches tasted, you oh yeah, really give a fuck. Well, I I think I've talked about this before, but uh, I find that seniors funeral hop, and so it's, that's their nightclub, is they go to funerals <laughs> because my we were at my cousin's funeral and we were sitting at this family table and this couple sat down and I didn't I guess they were friends of my aunt. And they were just sitting there, and we were talking to them, and they're like, yeah, we have another funeral to go to at one. We're just eating here and going to, like, I mean, why not? I mean, if you yeah. if you have to face death constantly, you might as well get a couple egg salad sandwiches. Let's eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to die in an empty stomach. No. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I went to a funeral today. Like, I've been, oh, I've been, t- I've had a lot of death Whose funeral did you today. go to? It was like uh, my wife's kind of like close family friend, uncle, yeah. kind of person, 67, died. Yeah. 67. So I that one. I feel like a lot of boomers are dying in their 60s. My mom was 68. I... Yeah. Well, and we had like uh, the funeral parlor. Like it wasn't a church. It was like just like a little funeral parlor yeah. next to a glass shop. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden they were like, okay, please stand. Uh, and it was then it became like this Catholic thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, in oh. He, I was like, in here? Yeah. In this venue? You're going to pull this shit in this venue? Like, I thought that was, like, church only. 
Yeah. The Catholic priest can go into any like Quonset and get people. Please stand. They can go anywhere. Please stand. Like, you know, just say like Catholics stand. Don't you? Why don't people? Why don't they ever just say Catholics please rise? Yeah. Why do they say everybody get the fuck up? I don't care what you yeah, believe that's in. That's what I hate about going. The guy to in any... the casket was what was what I'm doing. Yeah. Ha-ha. So now you're all. Five. You gotta do what the casket yeah. guy wants. <laughs> like, well, I didn't listen to him when he was like, I didn't fucking go to church with him when he was alive. It's his party. You gotta do what he so that's wants. That's what they do. The priests at these funerals, whether it be Muslim, Catholic, yeah. whatever, they're like, do everybody get up and do the thing that we do. I remember going to funerals and that, stuff when but... I was a kid because we didn't go to church when I was a kid. Like, my mom never took us to, like, we were not religious, but we'd go to, like, uh, family funerals and they'd be like Ukrainian and they'd be like I would never know the Lord's Prayer and everyone's saying the Lord's Prayer and I'm like I would just like you know like how you said you would you would pretend to play the recorder I would pretend to say the Lord's Prayer I'd just be like my kingdom come I will be done <laughs> as earth it is in heaven aww <laughs> and it's always the, it's just ridiculous it's just it's like just yeah. like let's just read out a Dr. Seuss I do want to be Yahtzee a funeral then. planner because I, I really do because I just want to be able to uh, have fun Can you fun handle that much grief, though? I'm going to put the fun in funerals. No, you wouldn't. Yes, you I did, would. This is typical Kathleen of not thinking things through. <laughs> because you would go to your first baby funeral and just be like, I gotta leave. <laughs> like, well, you have to fucking get everything out of the fridge, but it's a baby. <laughs> I've been watching ER nonstop because it's on Prime now, and so many kids die and are sick, and there's a lot of dead... Um, dead babies and stuff on it i'm like i didn't realize there was so much child yeah, i was a pallbearer too like i was a pallbearer at a baby and it was not at a baby oh. <laughs> <laughs> a pallbearer and a baby okay kids put your fingers here <laughs> carry this catholic baby light as a feather stiff as a board light as a feather stiff as a board let's carry this catholic baby to its final resting place <laughs> inside this shoebox <laughs> pallbearers assemble <laughs> Put your ring, put your ring finger under this loop. <laughs> Are we gonna lower him in? Nah, just toss it. We once we get in, we toss the baby. You know, sometimes it falls out. It's not a big deal. Jerry's over there. He's got the dirt oh ready. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my no, god! No, you wouldn't want a baby's funeral to happen. No, I wouldn't want a baby's funeral. But I was a pallbearer, and it was weird because there's like six people that are pallbearers. So are people just, like, still like getting in caskets? We're not all cremating ourselves. This one was old school. Was, was it cool. open casket? Catholic, right? So I think it was just like because it was a Catholic. Did thing, you have to right? go look at their dead body? No, you didn't. No, I think a family did. But I think family, it was open. To. No, it wasn't open. It was closed. She was tight. It was tight shut. Okay. When we got into the little Quonset. So the, you carried this lady. It was a man. This man. But yeah, I was. And I'm it was sorry, fun. I misgendered the your only, corpse. The, <laughs> never misgender a corpse. <laughs> but I. So, but it was funny because there was like a weird moment where uh, the guy who um, was running the funeral home was like, "Okay, strongest men over here. Like, str- let's get two. Let's get the two strongest men on this side." And guys are looking at each other like, "Well." No one's going to be like, that's me. Like, I'm the strongest <laughs> man here. Sean, <laughs> let me get my spinach out. <laughs> yeah, he looks at me and he goes, come here. And I'm like, I'm surprisingly weak. I am. <laughs> do not be fooled by my build. I'm surprisingly weak. And that's what I said. And then he's like, oh. <laughs> he just looked like, you're surprisingly weak. <laughs> I wouldn't, and then I wasn't sure if he was saying like I don't know if that would be surprising um, <laughs> because you do look weak, or if he meant like you're weak and were you there, admit it. Were there any laughs at this funeral? No, there was no laughing. No, there was not a lot of laughs. It there was were no good. Like, that was a bad eulogy, then I guess. People can't. They did a couple. You gotta like, have a couple jokes in here. I mean, I think sometimes people will get like a priest just. Because we're not comfortable with short funerals. Yeah. So there's a whole industry of people that get up and just kind of go, the family here and blah, blah, blah. Like the MC, the yeah. fucking funeral MC, this Catholic funeral MC. He's, that's an industry where like, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a funeral uh, master of ceremonies. Yeah. Oh, that is. Every human is uncomfortable with just like, okay, Jerry's in the box. Everybody's sitting down. Yeah. Anybody want to talk? Yeah. Bill, you go. And the, like nobody wants it to be that informal. So they always get a person. And then uh, that person, this guy was Catholic. And, yeah. you know, fucked up a couple lines. He blew it. He blew a couple blew it. moments. There was one moment he blew where he's like, 
We are now going to go to uh, the final burial grounds at the hospital. And he should have listened to the Eight Mile soundtrack before he went up. Was it? You oh, only yeah. get one no, shot. No, you could tell this was like <laughs> this was like his ninth funeral of the day. Like, oh, okay, okay. You think you're tired of death? These funeral MCs, they just bounce from you know uh, Serenity Home to Serenity Home, <laughs> giving. Se- uh, the the deceased. Uh, Do you think they sit around? Jerry, like they definitely have their notes on their hands. Like Jerry was a great man, and uh, he had two kids, and you know. <laughs> and if you're a Catholic priest, you can fuck it all up, right? Because yeah, they're like, cares. oh yes, God, Amen. God works in the mysterious ways. Of the Lord yeah. is here inside this shithole funerals. I always I always got parlor. like a weird like when people say, oh God called this person home. I thought Earth was my home. I didn't know that no, 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 my Kathleen. home was with Jesus. Heaven is your home forever. <laughs> the Earth is just a place you're visiting. This is all a dream. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't go to. I. I don't normally go to funerals though. Do you but think- I do find you. Sh- I don't know. I feel like. Um, I feel obligated to go to funerals just to like fill a seat. Yeah. For the family. That's what I'm looking to do. I'm just a, I'm a seat it's filler. Like, funerals are you're supposed to show support. Like, yeah, I cared about filler. this person. They yeah. had this many people that cared about them. Right. Because that's for the family to see. The oh, look how many people came out. And there's 16 people instead of five. Yeah. Or, you it's know, nice. Like, it's a, it's like a good open mic. <laughs> right. It's just one of those things where, like, I'm, I want the family to turn around and see that there's people here. Yeah. You know? I don't want them to feel like, oh, nobody really gave a shit about my dad or my whatever, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel way more obligated to go to a funeral than I do to a wedding. Wedding, people are like, who was there? I forget. <laughs> Funerals, I don't remember who was there. They just remember like, wow, there was actually quite a few people there. <laughs> or more than I thought. Unless the person's popular. If I know the person's already very popular, then I don't go to the... I only go to funerals where I feel like attendance they might be... A, attendance might be an issue. You need an ego boost. How many people did they know? Like, all oh, thousands, pillar of the community. Okay, fuck it. Local yeah. realtor, fuck it. Local realtor, fuck it. I don't need to go to a local realtor's funeral. I remember the first house he sold me. It was a bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's a blubbering bungalow up there. So there was a death in the comedy community. Yeah, there are a lot of online tributes. Do you think that when you die, there's going to be a lot of online tributes? No. Yeah, I think not so. Not as many. There'll be some. Yeah, for sure. Not as many as that. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, it was Andrew Albert. And uh, I worked with him a lot. Yeah. I always got along with him. He was a great guy. But he's, uh, yeah, he died 46 years old. Heart yeah, attack. Yeah, that's crazy. And the funny thing is, like, right before I heard he, de- he died, it was, like, the night before I was talking to Jim and I was talking about the brutal kindness of a heart attack. But it's not true. in reference to, like, him or anything. Like, he's 46. Yeah. I didn't, you know, like, that's insane. But we were just talking about, like, your options for death are, like, cancer, which, yeah. like, the reviews brutal online are terrible. Reviews for cancer are not good. Their Yelp reviews, your views are awful. Awful. I got cancer and... <laughs> Let me tell you. Somebody complaining about having cancer. Let me like tell you. Like it was a you. shitty sandwich at BP's. <laughs> Thumb, two thumbs down for it, prostate cancer. I lost my hair and it made me barf. Everybody told me it would be fine and I'd survive it, but here I am, dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so your options are cancer. Yeah. Or uh, your brain depleting, but your body staying fine. Yeah. So you're losing your brain, but you're still walking around, yeah. bumping into people. Yeah. Or uh, you lose your body, but your brain's fine, right? Yeah. Your brain's fine, but you're locked inside this paralyzed uh, fucking vessel. Or you know? an accident. Or an accident. Yeah. That's maybe better. But yes, yeah, so we were talking about, and then the next day I'm like, oh my God, somebody died of a heart attack. That is not... You did it. You caused that heart no, attack, Sean. No, I did not. I didn't do it. Jim knows I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, it's ter- whenever it's like 46. That's really young. Is crazy. And honestly, like, he always seemed relatively healthy. Like, he wasn't overweight. Like, he's yeah. the last comic that I would expect. Like, yeah. I would expect myself to die of a heart attack before Andrew Albert. <laughs> I would say comedian ECG rates are going to go way up. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I said, the number like, of guys that are like, well, I better I better, sure. Yeah. Better take a look at it. But death I, I does that to people. Cause, and that saved my brother's life. Because when my mom died, my brother, like, uh, after she died, he went to the doctors. And he hadn't gone to doctors for a year. And he found out he had cancer. And it was easily caught. And it, it, they got rid of it. But if he, he never went to the doctors. But it's like no. when somebody dies, you kind of, like, it, it is sort of like a, oh, shit. I'm close to that age. That could happen to me. I, I, Maybe I, I should put down the Red Bulls. I <laughs> like, also never quite understood why, like, we go to the dentist once a year yeah but not the cardiologist 
yeah. not the thing that is not Keeps the us thing alive. in the center of your fucking body yeah. that pumps blood and, and like as soon as this thing st- like if I get ouch my tooth like yeah. fucking I'm eating different food you know but this if this stops then it's all over there's yeah. no dentist there's no there's no podiatrist it's nothing it's over but we don't go like I don't understand that like I've never had anybody be able to actually properly explain why. Well, I think it's we that, it's our age. Year it's our age. But I mean, even children or whatever should know. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a very uh, you know like oh wow, looks like something might be developing here. Or whatever. Well, sometimes when they're that young and it's a heart attack, they have a, a, a something wrong with their heart that's been wrong with their heart forever, but they never yeah. knew. Yeah, for sure. And that's so why, yeah, like, uh, that's why it's so insane that we don't go for like annual ECGs like every yeah. Canadian citizen. Oh, I like guarantee you're right though, like, yeah. Our healthcare system's the best. Ah! You yeah. know, like is it? Yeah. Cuz we don't really We like, don't utilize it focus enough. on the right things. Like we just go to the doctor, you know. And I know some guys just don't like going to the doctor. Yeah. You know, they don't I don't know what that is where you're just like I would rather think I have it. You know, cuz I'd re- the reason I go to the doctor is like, well, I don't want to just sit around thinking I have this. Yeah. I'd rather like Make know sure I, I have don't. it or I don't. But that's like so I think like, I'm going to use Adam as an example because he hadn't gone to a doctor in years when we first met. And then now and I got him to go. And, like, he was like, I was afraid to go because I knew they were going to tell me I was this and that. And I didn't want to be it. But I knew. But, like, that's the thing is, like, you know they're going to give you bad news. So you avoid it. But you shouldn't. You should go and fix it. Because, like, once you go and you start working on it, you start to feel fucking great. And you're adding time onto your life. Or maybe the news won't be as bad as you sit around thinking it is. Yeah. Right? So now you're, like, polluting your mind with all these thoughts of what you may or may not even have. Well, and and then there's, like, the hypochondriac, like, myself, where every time, like, something hurts, it's cancer. I'm, like, I swear to God, I'm, like, oh, like, I always think I have cancer of some sort. But my yeah, mine is either cancer or like um, heart failure, kind of like yeah. It's usually like a rib thing, like like oh sure I'll play softball and like ah, oh, and then the next day like oh I'm having a heart attack, but it's just like a rib problem. Yeah. So I've had yeah a lot of sort of like ouch my like I must have pulled something in my ribs. <laughs> ouch my and ribs. I, and then I thought that I had cancer, dying, you know. Yeah. Until oh, it heals, and then like oh okay I guess. I guess that wasn't. Oh, guess I'm still I'm still alive. I'm still ready to go. No, but the tributes like the, you'd get a lot of fucking tributes. You'd be tribute. Oh, city. there'd also be people that'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> no, privately. I know. I know. Not online. That. No. 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 That's no. what death really does. Is like. Yeah. Yeah. Death really sort of. It's amazing though, isn't it? Where you just like die, and then it's just like we just remember the good things. Why don't yeah. we do that, like, when people are alive? That's what I'm... Like, instead of focusing on, like, the shitty parts of people... Yeah. We... That, that's what we do. Like, when we're alive, we focus on the shittiest parts of people. Yeah. And we don't... We really, like, throw all the good stuff in the garbage because, like, fucking whatever. And then when they die and we know that we'll never have to face their shitty stuff again... Yeah. Then we're like, oh, man, remember all that good stuff? What a good person. They yeah, were yeah. great. But well, when I they're think... alive, we're like, oh, sometimes I have to deal with their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I hate it because they're alive. And then as soon as they die, we're like, well, now that I know that I'm free of their garbage, man, they what could a nice really person. cook. God, could they cook. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Like, it just becomes. But I don't know. Yeah, you'll get lots of tributes. You'll be like, trail. you'll be Trailblazer City. Oh, God. She was a comedian. Because that's the thing. There aren't a lot of, like. I think I was talking about this with Jim. Like, if you look at Edmonton comedy, like, you know, there. If you look a generation older than me, there's like seven or eight guys. Yeah. Whatever. There's not seven or eight girls. Like, yeah. If no. you look at the generation like before you, what girls come to mind? From Edmonton, the only like Allison Smith from Calgary. That was about it. But she's about the same ish. She was a. Lo- she was a in it before, about yeah. five or six years ahead of me, I think. But yeah, that's but the there only. Aren't many, and I think that that's probably fairly universal for a lot of female comedians where like there aren't those like girl women that are like in 60 not in the small comedy yeah, not in the aren't... small comedy uh communities but like i mean in toronto and like yeah, vancouver there would be some. there's yeah. there's more but, women but there, the numbers but... would still be crazy skewed oh, to yeah. guys totally and like in I edmonton was... there was none there wasn't like some like girl who like a smoker who'd been doing it 20 no. years like kathleen get over here there was dana alexander but she left yeah <laughs> and there yeah. was uh angie insman but she quit really soon after i started and then don dumont was around but she was like in and out i was like mm-hmm. one of the old, i was the only girl for like a very very long time yeah but i didn't have a bad time 
I, no, it wasn't. Like, I didn't. I was lucky. You, none of you guys were super creeps. Like none of you guys were gross to me. Or I, I mean, it was intimidating. Yeah. I remember going to the Londonderry Mall for the Tuesday amateur night, and I would just literally follow you guys to Alberts. I wouldn't. You wouldn't invite me. I would just follow you and sit with you and not say anything. I'd just sit there and not say. And I did that for about a month, and then. What? I really? would do that all the because you guys would just go up and eat. I mean, sure, one of you guys like, hey, you want to come? Like, it wasn't like I was, yeah, like, but I just oh, didn't. I didn't know what to say. I was so intimidated. And then, uh, and then I remember one day we were up at Alberts, and, uh, and then you heard us talking off stage, and you're like, I think I can stop being intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> no, off, I laughed so hard off stage listening yeah, to you guys talk. Dumb. That was about my. I didn't. I loved I hanging you came out at to Alberts. Live wire. Oh, that like, was fun. Howie or whatever. No, well, I brought Howie, drunk Howie, there. Yeah. And uh, I went to I went to Livewire. That Livewire was technically my very very first time on stage. Yeah. It wasn't the Oxford. Yeah. It was like tech, but there was like three people in the crowd. And Livewire was the kind of place where they would run out of wings and give you shrimp. <laughs> yeah. You all of a sudden have shrimp. You're oh like, my Can god. I get a dozen uh, salt and pepper wings, sure. And then they come back with like salt six and salt and pepper wings and six shrimp. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, it's salt and pepper shrimp. Like, shrimp's not chicken, and they're like, yeah. Livewire was great. It was like horrible, but great. I that was fun. But the moment I knew that I was okay with you guys, well, you even said it because we were sitting at Alberts, and Andrew Iwanek started drawing on me with a sharpie, and I was just like, okay. And then you said, oh, okay, you're in now. Andrew's drawing on you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he doesn't normally like girls. <laughs> and then I was the only person he drew on forever. He never sits with outsiders. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was like the house cat that sat with you and like, okay, I yeah. guess she's allowed to come visit grandma. <laughs> she likes yeah. grandma. I cat. liked our little tiny sea. And the thing is, like, after every... Because we didn't have a hundred open mics, we all just went to the same show every night. Yeah. And then we'd go to Boston Pizza and hang out until, like, two, and it was the best conversations and the funniest stuff and I like I think that was my those are my favorite years of comedy like the beginning you forget like and it wasn't it's weird because you think like oh when it was a monopoly system that must have sucked no it didn't actually not really because then nobody owned any yeah like it becomes clicky when it's like decentralized and comics improved because they had to because if you didn't get better you'd never get spots yeah, but nobody could say, like, oh, this is my room, or this is our room, no. or you don't come here, or that kind of comedy oh, yeah. doesn't belong in yeah, this yeah, area, yeah, no, right? That it did was not like, ever happen. None of that ever happened, no. because all the rooms, just everybody went to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like you got somebody here who's here. interested. He's in a vest. In a vest. And he looks like he's interested in uh, seeing if he can look at your heating bill. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's Amazon. Oh, it's Amazon. Thank you, Amazon. Thank God. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> wonder what it is should we do an oh, unboxing video an unboxing it's probably video. for adam Doesn't let's matter. see open it i haven't ordered you're anything. his wife you can open anything adam lantman open it open it wives are allowed to what do you think it's going to be do you have a prediction something for his wedding outfit Ooh. what is it cufflinks <laughs> it's a knife sharpener and scissor sharpener okay. i guess we, i guess he thought our knives were dull <laughs> he doesn't want to kill you with a rusty one. No, he wants it to slide in easy so I don't feel it. Yeah, he wants to cut you up real easy. Yeah, real easy. Um, so what did you... Oh, yeah, I had, we had a... Our bike was stolen. I saw that. Did you yeah. get it back? No. I saw that Jessica said that you thought you saw it on... No, I don't think... She might have texted me here to say something about the bike, but... I hate these. Somebody put it on Facebook Marketplace, like, right away. Like what an a hour fucking later, idiot! On Facebook Marketplace. One of my marijuana plants was stolen from my fucking backyard in a giant clay pot. Like, who does that? Who comes into someone's backyard and steals a plant? Like, I get it's a marijuana plant, but like, it's not like you're gonna get a million pounds of weed off of one plant. I was just growing it to see if I could, and then someone stole it. I was very upset. What's going on with your bike? Well, it says. Uh... What is this? Oh, I think it's like somebody got our bike back. Oh. They said we had seen a lady. Perfect. That's what they said. They we seen had, a lady. We I had love seen a lady post her green Norco bike had been stolen from her backyard. We would like to pay it forward to give you this Norco bike. Aw, that's nice. Well, I guess, but that's not, you know. That's then nice. I, gotta take, I mean, it's very nice of them to do, but then it's sort of like, I don't, you know, I don't like that. 
<laughs> you don't like kindness? Well, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. If you keep the bike, right? It's a good bike. Keep yeah. It. I'll get another bike. Maybe they bike. don't need it. Maybe they don't need it. Maybe they were going to like I sell thought, it I for I thought it was like, oh, anyway. they found the bike or they took yeah. it. Yeah. It's your son's but, bike? Yeah. They just kind of stole it out of the yard. I hate We don't that. have a fence, right? So that hurts. Yeah. But yeah, so they just came up and grabbed it. My son went out, where's my bike? Aww. So then we called the police because somebody had like um, put it on Facebook Marketplace like 10 minutes yeah. after they stole it. And uh, the cops were, it means Fort Saskatchewan, they're probably busy manning a uh, like a four-way stop sting operation <laughs> for 12 hours or whatever the <laughs> fuck they do. Like, is so it RCMP out there? Or I is don't it? even think they got around to it. Like, So it was like, okay, our bike was stolen. It was just posted on Facebook Marketplace in Fort Saskatchewan like... 10 minutes ago here are all the details here's the serial number of the bike here's everything and then they were like okay okay fine and that was it and then like uh, 24 hours later we haven't heard anything i sure this is this is all you have to do like i know it seems like oh bikes who cares but it's like this is all we fucking care that you do yeah like if if you're a police officer out there you should know this all we fucking care about is get our bikes and our cars back yeah Everything else is garbage. Everything else you do in terms of how the community views you is nonsense. Yeah. It's giving garbage. us tickets, giving us Get this. our cars yeah. back, get our bikes back. Yeah. And make sure that we don't get like killed or raped in our own homes or whatever. Yeah. Those are the three. Those are the biggies. The rest those of it, stop it. <laughs> stop fucking doing it. If you're at some dumb, like, we got to make sure everybody stops here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Find my bike. Find the bike. Find the cars. You know? Yeah, I totally know. That's I'm, all we give a shit about. Well, I'm glad you he got a bike though. That's a, when, when it's a kid. That I thought it always sucks when it's a kid's thing that gets stolen. It's like then this now this kid is going to start on his journey of not trusting anyone or anything. Very young and very early. Fear. Yeah, gold he medal always, fear. Yeah, he already is like yeah. podium fear. Oh my god. Fear based podiums. Fear <laughs> based podiums. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's nice, but I mean that's the thing too. Is bikes are not like it's not like you know. It sounds like a really great story, and then they come over and like it's a twenty-two inch frame. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Oh, story's over. <laughs> Story. It's a twenty-two inch frame, and it needs a twenty-six. Oh, okay, <laughs> bye. Thanks for. Bye. I do not leave my bike outside. I leave it in the house. That's probably what we'll do. It's just like not worth it. Like we only have, well, we've always had old bikes. I live this in downtown Edmonton. This is the first time that we've ever bought like a bike that wasn't. But old. they'll take your old bike. They don't care. No, no, no. These guys were not going to... I've had our old bikes out fucking... Just, really? Oh, and yeah. Don't... And no one's ever... Because, you know, if you drive... You're not really, like, looking to steal it to keep it. You're looking to steal it and sell it immediately, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, if they stole our old bikes, like, looking to sell a 1992 Super Cycle <laughs> uh, that doesn't change gears, uh, $20 OBO. And then your friends are like, how much meth can we get with $20? You fucking idiot. Why did you steal a 1990 super cycle? I gotta say, Edmonton has a really, really, really bad homeless problem right now. It's gotten, like... Cause, and, I, and I really noticed it this weekend when I was in Calgary, and we were downtown Calgary walking around, and it was, like... I didn't... I felt safe. It was... There weren't people sleeping everywhere. And I'm not saying this is, like, it was gross. It's so gross. It's sad. It's so sad going into downtown Edmonton right now. There's, it's like you just drive down this street by my house towards my work, and it is like, you're just so sad at everything that you see. But it's, I don't know what yeah, they're gonna do. Yeah, I saw do. some people kind of hanging out over there. I, I, don't, I don't know what, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you can do. Like, it I don't. It might be the world's oldest problem. Like, when did homelessness start? When home started? Yeah. Right? Like the day after there was a home, there was a bunch of homeless people. Yeah. First guy that had a home, everybody else was like, please help. I want a home. There's seven million of us. Help us. Yeah. Like, oh, this is sad out here. I'm going to go back inside my one and only on earth home. <laughs> These sick freaks out here are really bringing me down. Enjoy the rain, assholes. I'll be cozy in my home. My former shelterless mates are really bringing me down. <laughs> they need Get to open. Get a job, you You just, outside of his only house. Get a fucking job, you losers. <laughs> They need to open, <laughs> pull a Ralph Klein. Remember when Ralph Klein did oh, that? Oh, that was kind of funny. When, when he, he went, went to into a homeless shelter, shelter and told everybody to cash. get a job. <laughs> he started throwing cash around. And that's why everyone hates Alberta, because we're just too good. 
That's just too funny. Yeah, and that wasn't the end of his political career. Oh, absolutely I mean, you know, not. That's, no, that's what more people tells voted you for him. About Alberta. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, it was good politics. Yeah, absolutely. This, oh, I found out this weekend in Calgary that Jason Kenney is not going to win another election because I said something about Jason Kenney. I'm like, uh, I don't like Jason Kenney. And everyone cheered. I'm like, that's never happened when I've been in Calgary ever. There's always been like, uh, I like I like the UCP, but like as everyone's like, yeah, fuck Kenny. They all hate him. Yeah, I don't. I would I hate mean, to be a politician in the middle of this pandemic. I no one's gonna what, win. Yeah, I mean, twenty percent of the people would just. Yeah, that's a weird kind of boo, right? Because like, you know, half of the boo is like, he, yeah, he didn't restrict fast enough. Yeah. And the other half's like. Why did he implement the New World Order? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like a weird split in that room where it's like, oh, it seems like there's consensus. And it's like, actually, no, nothing could be more divided. Yeah. This consensus, like sometimes consensus uh, is actually like pure division where they're like, yeah, boo, we can all agree. <laughs> right. Yeah. He should ne- COVID. They've never been able to isolate it. <laughs> they're like, I'm sorry, what? Like my grandma died of it. They haven't been. But if they cut her open, they'd find the flu. <laughs> I also yeah. asked if anyone, I was like, who's vaccinated? And most of the people cheered. And then I'm like, are there people that aren't vaccinated here? And every time I've asked that, no one has, no yeah. one has said anything. But in Calgary, a few people were like, woo. And I was like, oh, I hope you die. Like I said that. And I was like, and it, it, it did I well, but it could have gone die. way worse. Like it could have been yeah. bad. It just came out of my mouth. That's the, yeah, that's the fun thing about it. You can just like, uh, what should I say now? I hope you die. Let's go to the <laughs> And it killed, the but the it could have bombed hard. <laughs> yeah, I hope you all die. Well, I'll be the one laughing when you fucking vaccinated losers are in the ground. Yeah, like now we're like, that's the level we've gotten to. Yeah, we hope each other's die. It's like, I hope you fucking, yeah. I hope there's metal in it and they die. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there's mercury all over it and, and their die. kids fucking die. <laughs> And we're over here like, why, you know, yeah, vaccine. I mean, the thing I find funny is when like um, sort of anti-vax, like conspiracy people will say like, I predicted vaccine passports. I predicted that they would make it mandatory for people to... And it's like, you didn't predict that. Have you that. ever traveled to Asia and we had to get vaccinations in order to get into the countries? You dumb fucking idiots. Like, well, and we all predicted it because well, we would vote for it. Like yes. 60% of the population agrees with it. Oh, I totally so, agree. I hope they do it. I, it's, you, it's absolutely your choice to not get vaccinated. But it's again, it's the same thing as like having kids. You have kids now. You don't get to go to all your favorite restaurants anymore. You don't get to go to the movies all the time anymore. People yeah. that bring their kids to like adult restaurants, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you they're don't. Gonna, they're gonna make it, they'll turn it into a revenue. Like, I think I told Jim, they're gonna turn it into a revenue stream. Yeah. Where they're just like, okay, it'll be like fat people on a plane where, like, sure, you can still fly, you fat fuck, but, but you gotta buy two seats. Oh, yes, because you So gotta... it'll be like the unvaccinated section will be like, you've gotta buy mm-hmm. your, you have to be distanced, but because, but if you want a ticket, you yeah. gotta buy three. <laughs> so now you gotta buy three tickets to the Bruce Springsteen concert yeah. to have that mandatory. And you're like, well, I don't wanna fucking pay for it. I don't want any separation. Like, yeah. well, the separation is mandatory. And you have to pay for that the that separation yeah. because it doesn't come out of our end. And so you'll have people at these concerts like, fuck, I paid for eight seats. <laughs> I, Just I sitting there by my... themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't go with anyone because I'm not vaccinated. I'm just behind this rope. Upper deck. And then there's just like four star, like just one, two, one, two. How is it like, uh, like Joe Rogan was saying that if we have vaccine passports, that's the first step towards a dictatorship. And then I saw another article that's like, he was like, nobody should take me seriously. I'm like, well, but you tell people to take you seriously. Like, and your idiot followers take you seriously. Regular people don't listen to that and think it's real, but your, your followers listen and think, yeah, yeah. If Joe Rogan said, I should think that. But how is it a di- yeah. dictatorship if you have to have a, uh, a vaccine passport? How is that I, a dictatorship? I don't know. It's like people, you know, there is that sort of, um, just like on the female side, there's like the spirit mom, yeah. the energy mom who's connected to the outside realm or whatever, yeah. that nonsense. Then there's like the Joe Rogan guy version of that, which is look at how tough and strong I am. Yeah. And so I don't need a vaccine because of how tough and fucking strong My testosterone I am. will eat the COVID. Yeah. Like, do you know how many times I hit a sauna? I ice, I ice, <laughs> I sauna, I do. So like there is that guy yeah. version of it where it's like, I'm so tough and strong and people are t- as tough and strong as me shouldn't put that in their body. You other fucking weakos that weakos. would die if you got it. Yeah, yeah, you should, but nothing can kill me. 
I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> so it's a tough guy. I think it's like a tough guy. Alpha yeah. male but thing. I but it's not even just a tough guy thing. I, I don't understand why he he can say that it's going to be like a dictatorship if you have this. There are rules. It's called society. There are rules in place to protect people. It's also in called, society. It's also called openly disrespecting anybody who's lived in a real dictatorship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like okay, you absolutely. Can, you can call that the first step in a dictatorship, but then you also have to admit that there are nine hundred other steps. Yeah. Like the, I mean, maybe you're talking about the first step, but we're not talking about four steps. Yeah. That's a 900 step fucking ladder to get from a vaccine passport to like, you know, you're fucked. You're in a dictatorship. I don't know. People just like, they just want to make it like this crazy thing, right? Like it's a dictatorship. They just extremes. Yeah. Well, take it to the extremes. You're not allowed to drink. Technically, you're not supposed to drink alcohol legally until you're 18. It's a, it's a rule set and put in place. So that you don't fuck your brain cells out. Although we all don't follow that rule. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there has to be a limit. There has to yeah. be rules in a normal society. Laws and rules and just this... I don't understand why people that don't vaccinate... Like, that's totally cool if you don't want to do it. But don't expect people to want to be around you or to feel comfortable with you around them or their children. Like, don't yeah. expect that. But if you're unvaccinated, this is like, you know, your worst outcome where you're like... I am about freedom, yeah. I never wore a mask, and I will never put a vaccine in my system, and let's go party. And then it's like, actually, you have the least freedom. Wait a, wait a second. You, Johnny Freedom and Janet Freedom, <laughs> Johnny actually, and Janet in freedom. the real world right now, you have the, you have the least of it. All yeah. these people that wore masks, all these pussies that wore masks and, and got put bags. magnets in their arms, yeah. they can go anywhere. Yeah. These guys that hated freedom... Totally free. It's pretty awesome and Now ironic. totally free. <laughs> so now they're like, it, to them, it's like this, what? That freedom haters get it all? Yeah. And I, I I never wore a mask. I'm Jimmy Freedom. And then like, now, no, you can't go to concerts anymore. And it's like, but I am, you, do you know my last name's Freedom? Do you know who I am? <laughs> I have freedom tattooed on my back. And it's like, yeah, but you're not free to go to the park anymore, sir. Please. Uh, Please but, I, but I love freedom. <laughs> I love freedom I want so freedom much. the most and I get the least. How'd this happen? I love it. I think it's it's beautiful it's fun. poetic like justice. It. Yeah, it is. it's a fun way that it turned out. Yeah. It's kind of fun how it all flipped and we won. Do you think we're going to get locked down again? I Every day I read more and like today I saw something that said that the fall is going to be a fourth wave and it's going to be worse because it's going to go after kids. And I'm like, now they're terrifying us that they're going to go after our kids. Like, I don't know how so I don't care, but <laughs> I don't need yeah, that. Somebody's kids. <laughs> Not my kids, but I just know my wedding's going to get canceled. I know it. I know it. It's going to, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not. September 25th. No, we're going to get locked down again. We're going to get locked down September 24th. I don't think we're going to get, <laughs> do you think we'll get locked down again? I hope so. Jim I don't says know. says no chance. No chance. 100% well, sure he is. I don't know. I I, I, I shouldn't be on the internet at all right now because it just makes me stressed because I just go to Twitter and I read a bunch of articles and of course they send you to the articles that you want to see, you know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. not going to show you an opposite point of view. They're going to show you what something to agree with your ideals. Yeah. But oh, I listened to Seth Rogen's book. It's really, really good. Like his, it's called Your Book and uh, Daryl Lennox is in it. <laughs> oh, really? He's telling Seth Rogen, he's giving Seth Rogen advice and it's like exactly... Like he he does his like his own voice in it, and uh, yeah, it was. What pretty, is the advice? Just like, what are you doing telling jokes about like, uh, like I can't remember. Like we'll just say like fridges and this. Like you're a teenage kid. What's funny for teenage kids? And he goes, well, I like dated a girl for four days. He goes, there, talk about that. Talk about something real. Like that's good advice. But in his book, he has a whole chapter about Twitter and how. Um, there are white supremacist groups on Twitter that are verified. And the way that at first verification was just supposed to be people that knew Jack Dorsey and he would just verify you. Then it became a thing. I was like, well, this is a real celebrity. So this is their actual Twitter account verified. Now they're just handing out verifications willy nilly. Like who knows why some people are verified and not. And even Jack Dorsey goes, I don't know how, why we do that. So Seth Rogen was getting a lot of anti-Semitic hate tweets sent to him uh, especially after Donald Trump said go after him to his followers oh, wow, yeah. and he was like why is why is it he found out that like the algorithms will amplify these uh, the verified voices higher like they'll show their tweets oh. to more people because it's not just who you follow on your timeline like it's they it's all algorithms now but 
he said, so why can't you just unverify these people? Why do you have to allow them to have a platform? They're white supremacists. They are a hate group. And they're like, we're working on it. We're working on it. And I, I, anyway, it was a very interesting uh, well, thing about Well, because everything Twitter. is so political, right? That yeah. They're like, well, if we, we don't want to... I mean, it's like the old, you know, Michael Jordan... They, you know, they always asked him, like, why he didn't get involved in politics. And he said, because conservatives buy shoes, too. Yeah. So it's like the same thing with Twitter, where yeah. it's like, if we become a liberal, like, if we start, you know, if we start taking away verifications, they're probably mostly going to be from the right. Yeah. Um, and then people will say, oh, get off of Twitter. So now we lose people. We lose all yeah. these conservatives. And we lose advertising revenue. <laughs> yeah. So we can't really be viewed that way. And most of the people who are shareholders in Twitter are conservative. Yeah. So you'd have, like, because I, I saw this thing with Subway restaurants. And this will be, like, I think probably the next, like, fight in uh, sort of, like, whatever the culture war is. Because Subway... Um, has ads with Megan. What? How do you say her name? Megan Rapino or Megan Rapino or something? Oh, is she a soccer player? She's a like a female soccer player for America. Has like purple hair, LGBTQ advocate yeah. and stuff. Hates Trump, but she does ads for Subway. But most of the franchisees, like the money that pays for Subway's ads on television, are come from the franchisees. Yeah. The majority of the franchisees that own Subway restaurants. Yeah hate liberals yeah and hate megan rapino and yeah. they have to pay for the ads with her on tv oh, right so they're like angry yeah that, like why is our money that we pay out of our revenue going to our enemy yeah. to advertise our sandwiches so it's like this fight between you know the marketing people in new york and los angeles that think it's very good it's a very good idea to have a progressive face yeah you know, which it is, like in some... But in some not, communities. But not everywhere. Yeah, not everywhere. Not in... Absolutely. No, not in, like, you know, not, not in, in small towns, states. Saskatchewan. Not in, like, you know... Like, there would be places in the states where they wouldn't go to Subway anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't need Subway because it's the Megan Rapino shop. Yeah, that's... I will never... Holy shit, Adam... Adam brought food out. Adam, <laughs> I told him... Anymore. Yeah, because... Yeah, I was like, what kind of food do you want? <laughs> well, because Adam always makes good food, and it's like he can just turn anything into good. Yeah. So you were like, what should he make this time? And I was like, I honestly want to see what he can do with cat shit. <laughs> like, I, not even a joke. I want to see breaded cat shit with, like, lemon, all, you know what I mean? Like, and, it, and then the I bite into it wanting to hate it, and I'm like... Fuck. How did you make this cat shit good? Shit is good. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine. It's a, the, the, I mean, like you still taste a little bit of litter in there, but uh, <laughs> it gives it a good texture. It gives it a crunch. <laughs> oh, that's breaded with litter. <laughs> oh, wow, edible litter. That's good. <laughs> I told him to make though. you a litter box cake. Have you ever seen those? Oh, really? And they, and they put tootsie rolls in it. And they make oh, it look like litter box. Oh, gross. Yeah, we had my uncle, my aunt and uncle one year. They got into this making these plant cakes. So it looked like exactly like this, but it was like Oreo crumb and like chocolate pudding in this inside. So my uncle is like a total, like he's just, he's hilarious. He would always pull pranks and stuff. And uh, we brought one, they brought one to one of my aunt's house. And he would just sit there and just nonchalantly just take it and just eat it. And like, just see if anybody know. He would just keep eating. It was just Oreo crumb. Yeah. But my aunt started looking at him like, and then she's like, Joe, are you eating dirt? And he's like, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> Just keeps eating it. That was a big uh, novelty in the McGee that family for a while. That's good. Yeah. That's where you learn comedy. A dirt cake. Oh, I totally learned it from like my, definitely that aunt and uncle. Like my aunt, that's the one that passed away last summer. And we're having her memorial at the end of August. And I'm doing the eulogy with my cousin. And like, yeah, she would always go to house parties and then offer to do the dishes, but she would take the dishes and she would put them all over the house. Like she would put a pot in people's bed. People oh people would be like God. two two weeks later, they're like, we found the egg beater in the sink, under the what? sink in the bathroom. Like she would go and put it everywhere. She, she, That's fucking ridiculous. That That's so pretty funny. awesome. Though. It was pretty, pretty awesome. It was very memorable. It was a very good thing to do. But yeah. And then her husband would eat like, crumbs out of yeah or they had a really nosy neighbor uh and it was like this older lady and she would always like ask like yell questions over the fence and so one day he tied apples with fishing wire to the willow tree 
she's like, how are you growing apples on your willow tree? He's like, oh, it's a new kind of willow tree. And they would, like, keep it going. Like, they would commit to the bit. Like, my family is ridiculous. My aunt one year, we had a family reunion. And her, uh, her, what she was asked to bring for the family reunion was sour cream for the pierogies. And she came. That was it. There was like There was, like, 50 people at this family reunion. And she went to Costco and bought 10 of those giant buckets of sour cream. And she brought it, and like we didn't even use one. And we were all like, why did you think we were gonna like drink this sour cream? She goes, I didn't know, I didn't know. So then my one aunt, like she, she made like a, a fake letter that said it was from the Dairy Council of Alberta. And <laughs> she said, we noticed you recently made a large sour cream purchase. <laughs> and we'd like to ask you if, to sit on the Alberta Dairy Board. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like pretty good they were like good practical jokers they would send like they would send golf balls to my cousins in Calgary and did the, the person they sent that to did they know right away who it no was she or? thought it, she called my aunt she goes I'm gonna be on the Alberta Dairy Board <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the most important part of a practical joke is if they if they don't get it yeah. you gotta keep it going and it's even better if somebody else tells them you fucked them yeah <laughs> like did you tell them like that's not true it was so I think somebody like, oh, eventually it. did it's exactly. even better if some if they fell for it and then somebody else said uh oh no that, that you know who that was that would have been <laughs> that was not that would not have been real yeah no oh, god damn it <laughs> yeah it that's was very funny best. it was did very you have funny. like a lottery ticket this time We've been talking. We, oh, there is a Our podcast have been inside. way too long. We've been we've had a lot of people fe- giving us feedback. That it's are on the way microwave. Too, it's, They're not giving us. Nobody gives us feedback whatsoever. Saying like, why is it so long? We have not gotten any feedback recently. I don't right, even know. <laughs> I don't even know if we've had a review on our Apple uh, podcast in a while. Yeah, they, they come right to Sean and I because if they know what they tell you, it'll it'll be broadcast. It'll be broadcast. Oh, really? You'll, you'll bring it up on the podcast. Oh, I always do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Don't they well, want their comments to be brought up on a podcast? Their the only time they brought one concerns? up is a guy that was like, this is this has no narrative and it's all over they the They should prepare. Why don't these two prepare for anything? Well, because we don't prepare in our real life. We're not going to prepare in our podcast world. Yeah, I don't have like, a will or life insurance. You think <laughs> I'm going to fucking prepare for this? Yeah, I'm not going to prepare for this. Uh, where Do you have... Hey, do you... We're going to Fort McMurray together. Fort McMurray? McMurray. Yeah, we are going to Fort uh, McMurray. October? October something or other. That's our next whatever dead baby. I mean, it's funny that it's like when we go and do shows together, it's like promoted as dead baby bear. Because, I mean, so, every human in the got. crowd would be like, ugh. <laughs> goodness me. What is this about? An, an infant bear who's it, dead? An <laughs> infant bear who's dead. The oh, it's, Dead it's Baby missing. Bear podcast. Like, the podcast about dead baby bears. Yeah. Ugh. And where, where are you this weekend? We I'm can start promoting like our shows again. Strip or, yeah, I'm doing the comic strip Saturday and Sunday or something. And then I'm doing that great outdoors oh, yeah. comedy festival. Exciting. Opening for David Spade and Nikki Glazer and I like who else? Glazer. Comic improv. I don't know. A bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of people. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm emceeing it, so I have to, like, remember. I mean, you know, that's where you're like, oh, fuck, this is great. Like, your headliner, uh, it's like, David Spade, you fucking, you yeah. forgot David Spade? Yeah, I just. Uh, you uh, should give him the most obscure credits. <laughs> From Grown Ups, this, David yeah. Spade. <laughs> <laughs> From, uh, he was on Mad TV, and yeah, just get it, get everything slightly wrong. <laughs> that's on Friday? He? Yeah, I think it's Friday night. That's exciting. I'm Very in Prince exciting. George. I'm in Prince George and Smithers. Okay, that'll be fun, right? Yeah, I'm excited. I when, when I did Prince George, I did it was uh, it was just like it, they had to do like a last minute venue change. Yeah. So then it became like this uh, this like so they had good venues, but then they were like, oh shit, like that venue, like I think it was like a COVID thing, like that venue isn't interested anymore because like COVID or whatever. <laughs> And then all of a sudden we were at like this diner. It was just like a hotel diner. Oh, weird. And there was, you know, like 15, 20 people. Like, it was okay, but yeah, it was weird. But you could tell that the people that worked there were like, we've never done this before. <laughs> I just do eggs. This is an eggs and sausages place. And now there's a guy swearing in the nighttime. In the nighttime. Now there's nighttime swearing in my eggs restaurant. I always have fun in Prince George. It's a good. They got. They always have good comedy rooms. Like they had Nancy O's. I don't know if they're still doing Nancy O's, but that was always fun. 
I was like and a Kevin Fox like, thing. That one that, uh, Sonar that Nightclub? Sonar. That one yeah, was, was not Sonar. so good. That one was painful, but it was still I never, fun. I never really got... I never liked the... Uh, it was funny because... They would. They had a digital clock. Yeah, right in front of you. I loved that, but you that hated was it. Like, I hated it, it because kind of, it counted. Oh, it counted it. down. Yeah. So it'd be like it started sixty, and then so there'd be like three people in the audience, yeah. and you're like, okay, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> and, and it was then you a look big up and room. see fifty nine, fifty nine, fifty nine, fifty eight, fifty nine, and you're like, for three people, I gotta grind mm-hmm. this out until the clock's zero. Yeah. Because now you're like, well, if I leave early, I'm an idiot, right? Like, if, if I leave and the crowd's like, what do you mean? Yeah. There's 1733 remaining. And you're like, oh, God. But yeah. then sometimes he would, like, see that it was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. This is awful. And he would just and count he would it just down. come and, like, change <laughs> the digital clock. We, like, reset it. Zero, zero, like, four zeros and then re- reset it to 28. You're like, you don't have to do that much. You, you make me sick. And then you change it. So that was his passive aggressive way of saying like you you won't you won't be back. That was a yeah. This one's off the real comedies. It's like Dom Oliveira. Do you know Dom? Oliveira? Yeah, that's yeah. who I did it for yeah. at their diner. So he's doing more shows and uh, he does a good job. So I'm excited yeah. to go up there. It'll be fun. No, it'll be good. You guys are driving up. We're driving up. Adam wants to come on the road. Adam gets to come up. That it's bad that Adam comes on the road. We got so drunk this week. <laughs> Because he, he goes to Calgary Yuck Yucks, he's that he'd never been there before, and then they're just like, "Oh, Adam, here, oh, that's the guy. here, I made a mistake. Here, have a Jager bomb. I made a mistake." Like they got him so drunk on Friday. I made a mistake. Have a Jager bomb. Yeah, and like I got in turn drunk afterwards. We got really drunk both nights. I almost beat up a man from Saskatchewan. Really, like justifiably? Yeah, he like was a bit of an asshole. He was being a wiener. Like I, he was. He was a 50-year-old white man. man. He was chirping me. And so then I... No, like at a bar. This had nothing to do with the show. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I was... I said something about his hat, and then he said something to me, and then I was like, you're a dickhead. I don't like you. And then I got drunk, and then... And then I kept on going, I'm going to beat him up. And <laughs> I was like, shut up, Kathleen. Like, stop. Like, don't. You're not going to throw a punch, and then I have to fight him. Please don't. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a Kathleen does not remember getting back to the condo that night. Because I was just like, we were doing so many uh, Jameson shots, which is a mind eraser for me. I do one, and it's gone. It's over. But I'm always proud of myself that I made it home. Well, Adam probably... He did help. Help, yeah. But when I'm on the road by myself, I make it home often. You're pretty proud of yourself. Yeah. I wake up filled with shame in those moments. But you wake up like, look at me. I'm proud. Yeah. I did it. Yes. Absolutely. You don't think like, oh my god, what did I do last night? Well, that too. Feelings that I heard. That too. I call a piece of dog shit. Yeah, that too. But. uh, But first. But first, I'm like, I did it. I I made it home. Did it. I'm alive. I didn't lose my keys. This is a beautiful balcony, and I yeah. make it on my balcony. The new Calgary Yuck condo is awesome. Have you been yeah. in it yet? I don't think so, no. It's is like... It's the same building, right? It's the same building. It's... it's. I'm not going to say... I almost said where, exactly where it was, but uh, it's the same building, and uh, the headliner room is huge now, and it has its own balcony. So there's a balcony off the living room and off the headliner room. Ooh. But it's... Yeah, it's, it's just nice. I, don't know. I like that condo. It's, like, close to everything. Yeah. It is a good place to be. Anyway, this has well, gotten real interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, well, it's, the, the nice thing about it is it's over. It's over. The food's here. You don't have to worry that we're losing steam because the train stopped. The train stopped a while ago. We but, just are those so, last people to get off. Yeah, but thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks for having me on your podcast. And thanks for letting me go last at the show. That hurt, didn't it? <laughs> it sucks so much. No, it's not good. <laughs> Oh, somebody stole your marijuana plant. We talked about that Did on we? this podcast. You're, what the, when? <laughs> I must have been looking at my phone about. You don't I, listen to me. I, no, I do listen. You to don't me. listen I to do me. Listen. Wait a second. Wait it's a second. over. It's over. Wait a second. Yeah. Gotta, oh. Yeah. When you were talking about your bike being stolen, I said my marijuana plant was stolen. I wonder by who. Okay. This is the stolen bike. And somebody messaged me back and said, yes, it's available. Oh. So maybe I can go try to get it. Oh, you're going to, are you going to pop them in the nose and steal it? Well, no, because it's like, I don't know if it's the bike or not, right? Oh, okay. So I would just like go there, look at it, take a picture of the serial number. And then if he's like, what are you doing? Like, Yeah. So yeah. Well, maybe I'll do that. Oh, you're going to go investigate now. Yeah. Start well, you're my gonna, own investigation. You're gonna well, you're not going to fucking trust the police and their no. fucking dumb shit. 
No. Like, I don't trust the police for anything, to be honest. It doesn't matter to me. It's hard to trust the police for a lot of things. It's hard to trust anybody for anything, to be honest with you. Don't go there. What? Let's stick to cops. Because <laughs> then we can say defund the police. You know, say defund humanity. Defund humanity, absolutely. <laughs> we need to get wiped Take out. Take everybody's money away. Oh, we... What kind of world would we live in if there was just, like, a month where nobody... Okay, money's nothing. Nobody can buy anything. Here it is, you know. Come and get it. You got to bring furs into Starbucks. <laughs> you got to bring like rocks. Like how many how many rocks do you trades need and barbers brown, only? How many how many brown rocks do you need for a <laughs> sugar oat? A brown sugar oat. Twenty three brown rocks for one sugar oat. That's I don't ridiculous. Like this trade system. This That's new ridiculous. barter system they have at Starbucks really slows the line down. <laughs> Just some guy with fifteen rat heads trying to get a coffee. <laughs> And you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to be here all morning. 15 rabbits. Yeah, I guess we forget that money's important, right? That it happened to me this morning. Moving. Money keeps the lines moving, I'll tell you that. If we were all down there trying to barter with what we owned, you're fuck, you know, you're at Tim Hortons with a plant. Like, how much would you take this plant for two? Like, no, sorry. You look at, did you look at our flower? They would have, like, charts everywhere. How many flowers it takes to get You need coffee. four of these for a double-double. What? I don't have room for that in my car. Well, okay. You kept it going this time, not me. I, you, well, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about we that. We did after. talk about it. We'll talk about You that have to after. listen to the podcast this week. I have week to listen to the podcast. Because you didn't listen to me. No, I did listen to you. I don't think so. Okay, whatever. 